Everything is <laughs> I can instant. Order that by the tomorrow. Instant gratification. Buy, buy now, pay later is all out there. There is no Klarna well, option I hate for your to real estate it. success. Yeah. <laughs> I take the uh, Klarna option. Welcome to the iBuyer Experiment. We are so excited to be with you guys here today. As always, we have a lot of really cool content. We have a Reddit story seven ways to go broke, and some other really juicy, interesting topics. But <laughs> we want, first of all, I want to just kind of go off scripts here and, and say Merry Christmas, right? We're just Merry a few Christmas. days yeah. away from Christmas. Five days. That's really that's, yep. man, that's, that's quick. I know. Are you guys ready? No. No. <laughs> it doesn't even feel like it. Yeah, I, just I haven't it. thought about it. I, I know, know, right? Me too. I'm like, Oh my gosh, dude! Thanks for reminding me the all the shopping I haven't done. Dude, I ordered a few, <laughs> several things online, and like I have gotten at least three emails from thing or uh, notices from things I ordered. We're very busy, and we we still intend to get this to you before Christmas. Yikes! But but I'm like, oh boy. Well, that means you just have to uh, still wrap a present and just put an IOU. <laughs> yes. So I've, one, they, I've done that. one of the things that they won't hear this and it'll be out anyways. So one of the things that Carly and I are going to get the kids is uh, a PS5. And she was like, can we go get it in the store? No. I'm like, no, you have to order. I'm like, well, guess what? We're just going to wrap it in a really big box and say it'll be here soon. She goes, we're not doing that. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to do that. I was like, too bad. That's what you we're doing. You have no choice. That's like, too bad. That's what we're doing. Unless you want to highly overpay for one. Hell no. Yeah. They're they're overpriced as it is. Exactly. What is it? What does PS Five go for these days? Uh, I think it five hundred bucks. No, I think it's six hundred. But if you 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 can find someone like on eBay or I'm sure probably a Facebook Marketplace, and for a simple price tag of eight hundred to a thousand, you can have one today. Oh my goodness! Well, and I have to buy the ding. The reason why I couldn't answer is because I have to buy the controller, extra controllers, because it only comes with one now. Wow! And so now I have to buy like four other controllers, and they're a hundred dollars a damn pop. Dang, some... that's an expensive game setup for you, Elliot. But anyway, yeah, yeah, those are our our, our Christmas um, struggles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, so Good a lot of stuff here. What do we want to start off with? Well, I thought this was interesting. There was a story on Reddit, a post on Reddit. It was, am I crazy or was the seller's agent out of line? And here's how the story goes. So the poster said, it's kind of been a crazy 24 hours, and I just don't even know where to start. My husband and I are working professionals looking to make a home purchase. His family is helping us with a down payment, and we're based in California. We started looking, and we found the perfect home. Modern, recently upgraded, in a great location. We found our agent through Zillow. He had good reviews, and we weren't really expecting to like any of the properties enough to make a bid on. But some context. The property we found had been sitting on the market for close to 50 days now. Made a bid slightly under asking and decided to see where things would shake out. A couple hours later, I got a call from my lender informing me my realtor had called to inquire if I was underwritten approved, we had been pre-called, and if they'd be able to increase the loan size to 5% over the asking price as there were other offers. I texted my realtor and it turns out it was the seller's realtor and there were no other offers on the table. I was floored and pretty upset and told my realtors, but they didn't comment on it much beyond apologizing. And then in the final hours before our bid expired, we got a call from our realtors late at night saying that another bid had come in last minute at roughly our bid amount. And now they want us to counter at over asking price. This just doesn't add up. 
what are the odds that a bid would come in at the exact same time as ours and was set to expire at roughly the exact same price? Because that's how the universe works. Uh, okay. we, we just had one like yes. last week. We yep. Valero, right? We we had it on market for what sixty days, and like literally dropped the, the price. The, the, the day then... the day of our Christmas party, oh, the the, it, the, yep. the price was already dropped like oh, okay. weeks before. The day of our Christmas party, we got what three offers? We got three. It was no three offers yeah, in one no, day. No, like, no offers weirdest... after about sixty days, and then all of a sudden we got blasted with five showings in two days. And then by Saturday evening, I got a text message, you know, from the listing agent <clears throat> saying that um, there were three offers. <laughs> but now they were all below list, and some of them had concessions. So, hey, you got to play the game. Who wants it the most? Then we ended up getting above list price. Yeah, because we did a multiple counter, and, right? and And they all upped their offers very significantly, right? They all did the same thing. Hey, it's been on the market for a while. I'm going to submit an offer, see if I can get a smoking deal. And three people did that at at one time. And then no, I mean, four percent of that price more, point was like fifty grand. We ended so up getting more than more, two thousand more, than, more than less price. Yeah. with no concessions. Well, wow. so, so it, I think though, from the the posters, you know, position as a home buyer in the marketplace, when that happens, they feel like they're being scammed. Yeah, right. Uh, and and maybe, first of all, they can they technically they should be able to ask for proof of the other bid. Now, I mean, that's that's one thing that they can do inside that circumstance. But at the same time, too, I don't know about you guys. Over the course of my career, I mean, it sounds like you guys are going to be in alignment on this. I've had that happen so many times. Yeah, it's not. It's like you'll have a property sitting on the market forever. Yep. This used to happen to us all the time. And then all of a sudden, you don't get one, you get yep. three. And like, no, I didn't do a price reduction, nothing. It's just like all of a sudden, it's almost like some like down payment assistance program or something that like kicked in and then nothing happened, right? But it was like it literally changed like demand and, like and that for an much. agent that's not that's not always fun right no because when you have the, three people that want the same house when it's been on for a long time and then you have those those conversations and you know that the agents are going like what are you talking about is more offered you serious um and, you, and they feel they feel like you're lying to them but you're not sometimes it seems to happen right before your listing's gonna expire <laughs> and you need to go ask them to, for an extension you're like Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the real estate gods have been good to me. Uh, hey, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, you can you guys can make fun of me for this statement, but uh, there's there's so many studies on this, and that is because one person likes it, energy changes around the property. We're all way more connected, and I and I truly believe that it's just like the law of attraction kicks in on a property, and people's like chi and energy changes on it, and boom, right. Uh, I mean, there's like so many inventions have been created around the same time and opposite ends of the world. It's like all of these, you know, these these case studies are around that. And I genuinely, it's a microcosm, but I genuinely think that. And I've thought that for years. Well, thoughts vibrate, right? Yeah. I remember when we were sitting over here, what, years ago, two, three years ago, and something came out about Zavi, right? <laughs> yeah, I remember. And we reading about it, like, this sounds exactly like what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, obviously it wasn't the same, but um, yeah, it, it was weird. The so concept they they even had the similar. same colors as us. Well, yeah, it started like, with a Z. Started with a Z. And, <laughs> and like what? The and heck? IREP was started with us right around the same time, right? Like we were all within like months of each other. It was all really, really close, and none of us had conversations. So, yeah, interesting for sure. But yeah, I mean, one of those fluke things that happens in real estate often. So I feel bad for those people, but it probably was legit. 
So I don't think they're crazy. They just got But it is weird that the seller called their lender. Yeah. Or the seller's agent called their lender and asked if they could go up. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, in that particular circumstance too, right, that's a dual agency circumstance. That agent is, in my opinion, is walking a fine line inside of that circumstance, right? That's where, like, that if that, again, this... At that price point, I would have challenged, and the market that they're in, they're probably a little bit more savvy. It wouldn't surprise me if this has been already turned into the real estate department there. Well, speaking of a real estate, the National Association of Realtors has come out with their 2023 predictions and about what they think is going to happen to the housing market. I know we made our predictions last week. Yeah, I'm anxious to hear this. Yeah, but I thought it'd be kind of fun just to kind of roll through what they're predicting. So they're predicting that sales will go down just a little, about 6.8% from the 5.13 million that they're expecting that will hit in 2022. So they're thinking that next year we'll do about 4.78 million. That's shocking, actually. That's way better than I thought. So sales a little bit down. Uh, They're expecting that the annual median home price will increase by just 0.3%. So we had a. There's a lot of things I thought were they were projecting depreciation, not not. That's saying appreciation. Well, let's take this with a grain of salt. This is an aggregate. So if you look at specific markets that will outperform, some will underperform. So that's going to shake out. Uh, In 2022, so far we've had a 9.6 percent appreciation gain. They're definitely going to be interesting. That all happened the first six months. Yeah, I was going to say that (laughs) happened or like the first 90 days. I mean. I think there, like there's a lot of markets here, like, and I mean, maybe it's be because people were falsely pricing properties, but there's a lot of properties that have already adjusted, um, like over ten percent that I can think of in certain pockets, like in Scottsdale and and certain things like that, where they it maybe was a little lofty of a price before, but they probably would have got it, uh-huh. and then now not now not, they you know put themselves behind the eight ball, and now they're not only not getting that. They've price reduced far to you, far below that, and they're still not getting it. Well, Keith has many a story about circumstances like that because people are coming to us for cash offers that had higher offers in the past <laughs> and didn't take them. Yep. Yeah. So I've been sh- share that one with you with us. You don't have to say the name of the property. Right? <laughs> this is <laughs> uh, it. I mean, it's pretty mind blowing to me, and I'm sure the sellers are probably. Getting a, getting a bat and beating themselves over the head right now, but hey, it is what it is. So there was a <clears throat> the, uh, a property that came into the system. They got initial offers. Seller decided to list on the open market. I think they were originally above four hundred thousand, but when they went under contract, the property was listed at three ninety. Had a had a buy a cash buyer. Cash buyer asks for a you know final price of 365 during the home inspection and they yeah, the said, house need a little TLC right and they and they said no to the buyer so deal fell apart canceled uh, we weren't a part of this this is the story and the timelines as I know it then about a month month and a half later they're reaching back out to us asking hey is there any other cash offers available within your system Got them an updated, they got a couple different cash offers. One of them came in at 25 all cash. Seller didn't take it. Mm. Kept being listed. Now, in November, hey, get an updated offer. (laughs) Sellers need to get this thing moved. They're pretty much out of time. They did end up accepting um, 
our cash plus offer structure, but that all cash buyer, um, you know, just because of what we're seeing with the way their net yields work, uh, came in at uh, 290000 Wow. And $100,000 so, adjustment. And, and so they, six months. they had significant and multiple opportunities to get more money up front, and they just kept wanting to chase the market and hope and pray something changed. And that's not one story. This happens a lot. Right. And hopefully, I'm in alignment with the NAR. I don't think, to me, that's good. Hopefully, people will start, you know, coming down into reality and pricing their properties where they're not having to do a $50,000 price reduction because they were... Uh, pie in the sky yeah exactly they they were they were living in the past so i think i think 2023 is probably going to be a much better market for buyers and sellers because there's not going to be hopefully less unrealistic things going on both sides i love how you just said that there that sellers are living in the past that is so true really a really good sound bite. okay so what's gonna happen to rents well in 2022 rents went up by seven percent nar is predicting that in 2023 they will rise by five percent that's kind of surprising. I was thinking yep. the rents were going to go down. Really, I thought the, I th- I feel like they're going to go up because it's usually a tra- it's u- it I mean, usually trails. I don't I don't keep an eye on this. Having a opinion. we have these institutional buyers that I, are the- I, all I can go <laughs> off is that uh, clearly they think they're going down too because otherwise that's why their their offers are a little more conservative than they right. were. So. But rents usually trail inflation, right? So like the inflation goes up, all that, and then, then rents hit after that, then they trail up. So. I don't know. It hasn't been a normal inflation though. No. It's usually yeah. The stock, true. stock market would be flying when during inflation and it's it's, it's not. It's, yeah. it's not either. <laughs> okay, so foreclosures. This has been a hot topic over the past few years. Sure has. Especially with all of the moratoriums and all of this and that. But they're predicting that foreclosure rates will remain at historically low levels, oh. less than one percent. I feel like it's going to be less than low one uh, percent, other than certain markets, right? I think that's going to be very market specific because there's a lot of people that bought. In 2022, in the Phoenix Metro here, their ass is underwater. Yeah, but they got well, three, three, three and a half percent interest agreed. rates. Agreed. Yeah, they're exactly. Not, so the they're not underwater, affordability really. is there, and yeah, there there was actually Black Knight just came out and said 25 percent of all FHA and VA <laughs> buyers that purchased a home in 2022 are are underwater. Uh huh. So we know that that the FHA and VA are definitely teetering, which you can imagine. I mean, shifting markets we're seeing. Uh-huh. Phoenix has shifted by about nine percent. Other markets have shifted as well. So. Okay, so then the let's see, the last prediction that NAR had is that this is on interest rates. The thirty-year fixed rate will settle at five point seven percent. If we get there, I think that's a great sign. We get underneath six percent, it'll it, things will move. I agree. Okay, so they also had the top ten markets, and I cut off number ten of my slide. Well, guess. So the top markets that they predict will outperform in 2023. Who who do you think is the number one market? Or what? Tampa. Tampa. Okay. No, you're you're wrong. <laughs> Tampa's not even on the top nine. It could really? be the tenth. I I cut it off. I'm just going off of uh, I think it was Zillow or something, right? That said. Uh, oh wait, no, Zillow said 2022 was going to be the year for Tampa. So I'm remembering wrong. Okay. Sorry. So okay. So number one market is that they believe will outperform is Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. That was Anna. And then that's followed by Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, uh, Dallas, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, Fayetteville Springs, Rogers, Missouri. Interesting. Greenville, 
Anderson, Malden, South Carolina, uh, oh. which was interesting. The so if we there was also some data released by Black Knight on equity gains, and yeah. the number one place for equity gains was Florida, like seventy one thousand dollars per borrower in two thousand and twenty two, and then the top uh, the tie for two and three were the Carolinas, North Carolina and South Carolina. On average, both had forty eight thousand in equity. Um, because there's, they can still afford Crazy. to go up, right? Their average prices prior to 2022 was was still lower, right? Yeah, it was the, really the, reasonable. And the quality of house that you get over there, I think that's why you have a lot of that that's still going to continue to go up. And you know, Texas, obviously, the only thing you have to worry about in Texas is the dang property taxes there are super high. But I mean, you can get a slamming house in Texas for 500 to 750. So I agree, and I I watch a lot of house porn on Instagram. <laughs> I love I love houses in Texas and in North yep. Carolina, South Carolina. I'll show them to Jason. I'll be like, "Look at this! This is so awesome!" Yeah, you spend a million bucks, or you're getting a pretty you dope should, pad. Yeah, you should move. Okay, so let's see. So five was Greenville, South Carolina. Six, Charleston, South Carolina. Seven, Huntsville, Alabama. Huh. Eight, Jacksonville, Florida, and nine was San Antonio, Texas. Did you look it up, Jeff? Huh. I did. Number 10 is Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, You know Tennessee. what? These are all markets that, that I think are, are primed and, and ready to grow. There's not as much uh, drama going on in a lot of those cities. And I think that now that people are way more transient, I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of this get your booty back to work, into the office to work, you know, kind of thing. But I, I'm curious if some of this is still going on because the spread has been happening for, for a while. And sounds like based on that list to me that that's what's going on. Yeah, I definitely think we're going to see increased institutional buyer activity in Alabama second quarter of next year. Yeah, let's focus on those markets. Especially in those markets. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so guys. We, so should, we should be focusing on those markets. Let's um let's read off, and I want to take turns here. I've got it in front of me, but I'll share the screen. But let's read off the seven ways to go broke selling real estate. Okay. All right, Elliot, you want to take number one? Yeah. Put a business plan in place, but when things get hard, change the plan. Yeah, why stick to a plan if it's going to get hard? I know. <laughs> I think we should actually talk about these real quick, though, too, because okay, like, okay. this is, I mean, part of Digest what we do is it. entrepreneurial here, and so obviously this is the ways to go broke. So if, if you're going to constantly be chasing the next shiny object, the next best thing, how efficient are you ever going to become at the plan that you decided was the best plan that you wanted to move forward with? Hey, we should, we go after shiny objects all the time. Bullshit. No, we don't. We're pretty committed. Yeah, to we say yeah. super focused. We are so we are very committed. But yeah, I, mean, I go after shiny objects. Then sorry, <laughs> no, you don't. I've been working next to you for fifteen I love years. Shiny objects. <laughs> yeah, Mustangs. Right. So here's another way to go broke selling real estate. Keith, do you want to take this one? All right. Yep. Number two, have a CRM, but don't use it. Definitely. Do not check in or follow up with your past clients in Sphere. No. Nope. Why would you do that? Never. Well, and not only that, how about we need to just be pumping this into the the real estate community. I forget what the, I wish, I need to uh, memorize this stat, but it's something like this. 80% of all people are happy with their realtor, but 80% of the people don't use their same realtor because they can't remember their name after four Ooh, years. Oh, yes. I know that stat too. I mean, not off the top of my head, but I've yes. heard it and it's startling it, it's it's just like wow this is yeah. the this is the um, egotistical realtor like <laughs> they know me they will call me when they're ready 
but yeah. they definitely and I'm don't never remember. Talk you. To him ever, so that was like a JP Sears delivery. You know how he's always yeah. like, "Yeah, don't ever use your CRM. Exactly. Definitely don't follow up. That's how you're going to be real successful. That's the point. <laughs> <Yes. Yes. laughs> that's why we should be delivering these in our best pun voices. We're trying. We're trying. All right, wait. number three: lead generate when you feel like it. If it doesn't work right away, just stop. After all, it isn't working. <laughs> Good things yeah. take time, right? If I'll, you're if you're gonna lead generate, you gotta keep at it over time. It's not going to work right away. I mean shoot, we hammer that well All to ourselves, to our our member base. Our our people, our employees, our member base. At minimum. But this do is great. something I mean, for sixty is... to ninety days before you even, even expect to or or to even have that thought. Is this working? Yeah. This is great for these little kids out there that, that have everything delivered to them right away. The Amazon experience every Dude, day. Yep. I give it six to 90 days. <laughs> everything is instant. I can instant. order that by the tomorrow. Instant gratification. Buy, buy now, pay later is all out there. There is no Klarna well, option I hate for your to real say estate it. success. Yeah. <laughs> I think the uh, Klarna option. I hate to say it, but they, that's why these, some of these kids nowadays or, or you know, whatever generation we want to call it, that... Hey, I went to college. I need to make a hundred grand a year. You know what's really surprising to me? Uh, you know, you get your papers, the, and it's instant gratification uh, around that. The this was just a couple of years ago that we found out that that there's commission advances. Like, oh yes, <laughs> that yeah. Was, like it was, we just we realized that a couple of years yep, ago. I never knew about Stuart, it. And um, yeah, it's just it's it's insane to me that that people actually take commission advances. Yep. It, that is baffling. Hold on, before we go on on that, because I think that this is one to me that's probably one of the most dynamic ones. Which one? And that that the, the we just read in the, oh, okay. the lead generating, right? So the because this is is a real stat that the average real estate agent lead generates less than one hour a week on average. A week. A week. Does that yeah. count Facebook? Being yeah, a, exactly. Being a badass, <laughs> on, being a badass <laughs> on Facebook, mom. <laughs> Keep in mind too, based on based on th- those numbers, there's 1.6 million hours of realtors per week, right? So there's a lot of those. Half of those people don't do any business whatsoever, so they're clearly not lead generating, right? So I think that that's a skewed number. With that said, right, th- this to me is how you how you solve the problem. And with these less transactions that we were talking about beforehand. Get on purpose, communicate your value proposition, and do it religiously for a long period of time. And don't give up until you succeed, right? It's like that rap and preacher, Eric Davis. When you want success so bad, you want to breathe, then you'll have it. All right, number four. I'll take number four. So if you want to go broke selling real estate, never write out your systems or your standard operating procedures. Keep those bad boys in your head so you'll never hire or outsource help. (laughs) I mean... Great, great way to just yeah. get yourself overwhelmed so you can only ever handle a certain amount of people and you will never be able to grow and scale your business. This That's... is a big one because to me, this is where you go from a realtor to a practitioner, right? What you're talking about there, where you're, you're going to be documenting your systems, being very clear on your, your process, or excuse me, clear on your systems and documenting your processes, then you're you're jumping into that entrepreneur. You're building a business at that particular point. So- to me, when you start to do that, that's that's a good sign that your business is heading in the right direction. Yeah. So if you want to go broke, who wants, Don't do to, take, it. Who wants to take number five? Read it, Jay. We're going rewind. Don't utilize video marketing, the most powerful form of marketing, because of the way you look and sound. 
Is that one so mean? Just don't. Just don't use video because of the yeah. way you look and the way you sound. Yeah, you're don't ugly use it. and you sound like a chipmunk, so stop. <laughs> well, and not only that, like we were just talking about that in preparation for this show, right? Think about it like this. when you If you were to do a reel or a video or a post and if the engagement only gets seen by 100 people, 200 people, right? Let's face it. That's obviously a very low-performing video in, in that circumstance. Well, a lot of people, they'll do that here or there and be like, oh, my stuff doesn't have engagement or get acknowledged. Well, learn how to do that. But I also want to challenge you like this. If you had an opportunity to go and talk to 200 people in a room, as Kayla was pointing out, how awesome would that be and how on fire would you be to do that? Right? Let's compare it and put things in proper context to make sure that you're setting up, setting yourself up for success is it's still 200 eyeballs, you know, eyeballs and earballs, right? Yeah. I think that what holds most people back, I mean, myself included, is the way we look and the way we sound. Uh-huh. You know, we're feeling like we're not going to be intelligent enough or we don't uh-huh. know our subject uh-huh. matter enough or whatever. But all right, let's 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 move on. I think this one was made for Keith. I, I see him saying this one. So what's the sixth way to go broke selling real estate? So if you don't want to be successful, stop following up with your leads. If they're not ready to buy, sell, or invest in real estate right now, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> don't waste <Yeah>. your time. <laughs> yeah. right. That almost should have been number one. I, I don't know. That one makes me laugh. And but yeah. Oh, if, and that is absolutely the fastest way to go broke. Don't call your leads back. Yep. Or don't call them. Leave them alone. If they're not ready right away. Keep spending that money on all those those lead sources. and Unless just, they're, just, they're bad leads. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't, don't call the bad leads back. I mean, unless they're <laughs> ready to, like, buy tomorrow, screw them. I, again, what we, we, we hit with our, our employees and, and our Zudelio peeps, the gold is in the follow-up. 100% for follow-up. Yes. All right, what do so we got? Okay, seven. number seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hang out with the broke agents. Commiserate, commiserate about how to uh, how to commiserate about how sales are low. That your broke that your broker isn't giving you what you need, and all of your leads are bad. That's a oh, good one. It's always your broker's fault. It's your broker's fault. Your leads are bad. There's no sales happening. It's all the and broker's just, fault. Just go hang out with all of the other agents. That, that you know that should be all that should be on the list. Change your go go hang your license with a, a new broker every oh, every two yeah. months. Don't get me started. On that. <laughs> that should have been one of There's a lot of them out there like that, dude. They think that by changing their their where they hang yeah. their license, I'm going to be successful. I okay. haven't been successful. I've been like traveling, not doing crap. So let me go over to this brokerage over here. Maybe I can travel and don't do crap and make money over here. You know, it's it's shocking. It is shocking how we see that play out. But if you want to stay broke, hang out with broke people who have a negative attitude. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, well, the other thing, too, also is how damn expensive it is to keep moving. Yeah. New cards, new signs, new whatever else. Uh, dude, that's a, that's a part that... Well, those they that, just don't even get cards or anything like that. <laughs> they don't have signs because they don't list anything. <laughs> Uh, it is such a painful process most of the time if you're running your business as a business to to move it right because not only the expenses that Keith had mentioned but like I mean especially if you're doing it and maybe you're trying to do it for a different split or you're trying to go you know you're paying a monthly office fee whatever the reason is inside of that circumstance I mean there's got to be a really bona fide reason to realign your entire vision in that area for me that's why I mean I've been licensed for 
17 years now and I've been with what three maybe four brokerages the whole time and one of them was because I was gonna I hated my I had an ownership in 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 the place and, and I hated him so much that it was either do that or we were gonna get into a fight <laughs> that could have been bad <laughs> because you are not a fighter <laughs> oh no and he's actually a badass too but he probably would have won my ass but <laughs> well, there you have it. Those are the seven ways that you can go broke selling real estate. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. You are not going to want to miss next week's special where we're going to go over the stories that defined 2022 in real estate. Thank See you guys. Bye.